Welcome back to Chi Chi's Chat. Um, I know it's been two weeks since my last episode. Sorry, guys. Um, February was just really a month um, to just like reconstruct, I guess. Um, I had, you know, to just like iron some things out, you know, as far as like what I wanted to do, where I was like looking to go, where I wanted to, you know, gear my actual. Um, audience too I wanted to steer you know the audience in a different direction so um I had some time to reflect in February um and so um the month of March you know I'm just gonna go ahead and move forward and so this is what I this is where I'm at right okay <laughs> so for this episode um tonight's episode is titled um 13 reasons why you should live and not die right so I don't know if any of you guys um, have watched that TV show, um, 13 Reasons Why. Um, I'm gonna break that down a little bit for you guys tonight and I'm gonna give you 13 reasons why you should live and not die. You all know I like to start and I love to pray before I get started, so let's jump into it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for coming, uh, for allowing us to come to you before the throne of grace. I thank you for your love and your kindness, Lord. I, get, I thank you for new mercies on each day, Lord God, that we wake up with new mercies, Lord God. I thank you that you continue to live through us, Lord God, as we continue to seek your face, Lord God. I thank you, oh God, for your protection, your divine protection over our lives as we go through these stumbling blocks on a daily basis, Lord God. You say we have to kill our flesh daily, Lord God. And I thank you for being able to, to uh, get us to a point where we can kill our flesh daily, Lord God, that we can uh, have a chance, Lord God, um, on a daily basis, Lord God, to come to you, Lord God, for we know this is not a, 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 a hourly or a, a monthly uh, struggle or a yearly struggle, Lord God. We know this is a daily struggle, oh God, and we thank you, oh God, for us being able to live and not die. I thank you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Right, so let's go ahead and get started into this, right? Okay, so I don't know if anybody has watched the Netflix TV show series, 13 Reasons Why. So in the month of February, I watched, um, it took, I was like, oh, it's four seasons. I was like, it was really good. I'm, it's only, only going to take me like about a week or two. It literally, yeah, took me about two and a half, almost three weeks to finish all four um, seasons. I, I completed them. It was very disturbing. I'm going to, I'm going to honestly say that. That's the first thing I'm going to say. The show was disturbing, was the first thing, okay? Um, but as I went along, I said, nah, I need to keep watching this. It's pretty, it's disturbing, but it's good disturbing. I, well, not good disturbing. It was disturbing, but it was good. So, of course, there's something good. You're going to keep, you know, watching it because it was like, oh, okay. Oh, I want to see what's going on next. I want to see what happened next. It was like that or whatever the case may be. But the the tv show was geared toward like what happens in high school like um what what kids endure and encounter in high school on a daily basis it was like real life situations okay so it started off with the girl um hannah she was a, a new girl she was a pretty girl she you know attached herself to to these other girls um to this other these two girls that um became they were like her close friends but the the girls were kind of wild you know one of the wild girls everybody knows and they're all over the place they're they're like carefree type of girls they just like you know the girls of the the school right 
And so, so she attached herself to those girls and she wasn't like them, but she attached herself to them. That's why you got to watch who you um, hang around as well. Birds of a feather do flock together. That is definitely a true statement, okay? But we all have to learn that on our own as women and as, as men, we have to learn that on our own. Anyway, so um, jumping forward, she encountered so many different things. She encountered being raped. She encountered... Um, you know, people lying on her, saying that she's a hoe, that she, you know, slept with people that she didn't sleep with. They had videos going around about her. They had um, rumors going around her about her. They had different things that she encountered as a teenager shouldn't encounter at early in high school. She started out, it was like ninth grade. All right, so you just getting out of middle school at this point. You're still mad young. So um, she encountered all of this different stuff at this you know at this age in high school and and so some people don't know how to deal with like trauma like that that level of traumatic um things that happen to them some people just don't know how to deal with it nor do they know how to express it or even when they try to express it they might not always have someone there that's willing to listen to them to well willing to, to to back them up or that's uh you know that doesn't look at them or put them on a higher pedestal we're people and we need to look at people as people we don't never look need to look at nobody as being no higher no lower you know don't ever do that because you never know what a person is going through so this uh girl hannah right back to the story she she encountered all of these different things um that nobody knew about you know and she just kept it to herself and she just well the, the of course the bullying and, and the teasing in school people knew about of course they knew about that the rumors of course they knew about that but nobody knew about the rape right and so this whole time she's carrying these burdens and she keeps in, in carrying these burdens she keeps enduring these hurts from her friends this girl that she thought was her best friend um started like you know messing with one of the boys that where they like Cause they were the only new they was the three new people and so they all became friends right and then they each individual the other two became like popular and the, the other boys started hanging with like the football players and then the girl started like she was just becoming popular she joined the cheerleading squad and so they all though the other two friends became popular and even though they were popular even though um they knew hannah people knew hannah they still did not um they still did not uh quick insert real quick i'm sorry um yeah because <laughs> i just saw it and i just need to remind myself real quick but yeah quick insert so this lip gloss that i have on it's super cute okay super cute look at the little um tubing of it it's, it's super cute um i got this from um a friend of mine's daughter she is selling lip gloss she made this herself look how lip my shiny my lips are these are super cute um the tubing is cute it's very um it's very affordable um her instagram name is it's underscore naya n-e-y-a it's i-t um i-t apostrophe s underscore naya n-e-y-a i don't have that correct i'll put that in my description but anyway that was just a quick answer i'm sorry um so yeah um anyway back to the story so um, this girl, Hannah, she just endured all of this stuff. She was struggling with all of this stuff that she was holding in. Um, she had wrote up some poems about the things that she was going through. And one of the poems, um, she, she, this, you know, young gentleman, he was, um, you know, um, like he was. And um, he befriend, befriended her, you know, because he was like, you're very uh, dope. She had went to the like poem, poem thing 
um, like spoken word or whatever. And so um, she had started going more frequently and she had wrote this poem and he was the editor in, in the, the high school that she went to. He was the editor um, for the, the magazine, the high, high school magazine, right? So she had wrote in this poem, like her, some of her darkest secrets. And he was like, oh my gosh, this is a great, um, this is a great poem. You should publish this. You should let people hear your voice, this, that, and the third. She won't with it, right? She was like, no, you know, I don't think this is, you know, um, you know, she, she just didn't want people hearing it. Anyway, I'm dragging on with the story, but I really need y'all here to understand where I'm coming from, right? But anyway, so she, um, long story short, the, the young gentleman that was the publisher of the high school ended up publishing her story her poem he snatched her her book she didn't know so they published it in the school and passed it around to everybody this whole time people reading stuff about her out loud the teacher ended up getting in the reading it in the classroom and it was just a lot going on she confided in another young gentleman he like she gave poured her heart out about what she was going through and he balled it up and like threw it on the ground and she saw it it was just like a lot but my my point is like a lot of people go through things that um we never know about the, the daily struggles that people go through that we don't know about that that they um they suffer with you know so much that they um it's like we don't know that this is happening so they walk around as if everything is okay right long story short the hannah ended up killing herself that was the first very um big event that happened in this this tv series she ended up killing herself, committed suicide. But before she committed suicide, before she committed suicide, she went through all of the things that she like re-encountered all of the things that she had went through, and she made tapes for each individual person that that um, showed her why she killed herself. So it, the story started off with her, but it ended with everybody else. So I'm gonna get to that point. So it started off with her, and she made 13 tapes. Well, she made yeah roughly 13 tapes of the different encounters she encountered with each individual person that she encountered in that high school and what they did to her and how they made her feel and and in those moments that she encountered them and then she made tapes about them um individually and um she sent them out before she killed herself right and so um the tapes were supposed to go to all the people that she um that encounter that she encountered with that were on the tapes so they were supposed to get to the people and, and the tapes end up getting to everybody they needed to get to. Um, um, it was a young gentleman that she used to work with. He was in love with her. He's like a little geek type of person. Um, and he, he was very, um, he's very quirky. He was a very quirky, um, young man. Um, but he's like, he didn't know how to express himself. So, um, it was like, every time he would get something would happen, traumatic is like, he would internalize it instead of expressing it. So we all can relate to that. Right. Um, so we all can relate to it. We all can relate to, um, all of, um, you know, having internalized some things that we've encountered that we don't, or we haven't expressed that may be like, you know, traumatic to us. Right. Um, so this particular individual, he was like a close friend to the girl, Hannah. And so he loved her, but he never expressed to her that he loved her. So she never knew. And every time she would like, you know, inch in to try to get him to express that, he never did. And so it was like, uh, okay. You know, one of those like awkward moments, like, yeah, hey, you know, what's up? 
and then the person's like, oh, nothing's up, you know? And so it, it, it becomes awkward. So um, she, she drew back from him. But um, as we learned later on in the tapes that she he was the one that could have potentially saved her life. So um, in the TV show, of course. Um, but we learned that later on. Um, but we have to know his position, okay? So let's get into his character now. So um, his character is, and forgive me, I don't remember all these character names, but you'll know if you ever watch the TV show who I'm talking about. Um, so his character is, um, he is a young man. He's a, uh, um, a only child. Um, his parents love him to death. They are, he has a mom and uh, father in the home. They have great jobs. His mom is like a defense lawyer and his dad is like a um, pr professor or whatever. And so he grew up in a really, really good home and he's very, like I say, he's very quirky. He's quiet. Um, he stays in himself. He's like one of those like nerdy type of dudes but don't dress nerdy um he dressed like you know like a cool because you know of course we're, we're talking about white people i'm sorry ain't no so yeah he um had a great family you know um but he's very quirky you know the white dude but he's just real cool young man and um so everybody knew who he was but he wasn't like popular if that makes sense um and so his role was he needed to um learn how to express himself okay he didn't know how to do that he was very quiet he worked at a movie theater and then the young um girl hannah who who i just said killed herself they worked at the movie theater together and so they will always have these moments where he had a chance to always say something to her about how he felt but he never did he was always like too scared or it was like he was too held back and then also all the things that that she encountered that went like was passed around school he knew about him, but he never like said anything. He never spoke up for or anything like that. And not that he had to, but if you, you know, um, if you know the storyline, you'll understand that it would have been helpful to have just somebody who seemed like they cared um, about her. And, and that was just the whole point. Um, they, these kids just needed to have somebody show them that they care, right? And that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's what a lot of people go through um, in our daily uh, lives. And even as adults, we 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 see a lot of the times because suicide is very um, outrageous. It's, it's very it's very high um, at this point. Um, suicide is is like is definitely a um, a continual thing. Um, it's definitely um, um, something that needs to be uh, uh, bring need to be brought to attention to people's attention because people are now understanding that people are sitting in their their homes and they're committing suicide they're killing themselves based off of their everyday life their everyday struggle everything that they're going through and they're encountering but they don't never get to express that you know and it's like we never know like you know what a person may be going through what they're experiencing in their personal lives um to make them want to get to that point of suicide right um, so a lot of the point is in that show, it, it, it told us that, you know, suicide is not the answer. Suicide is definitely not the answer for your say all end all. They, they said that she chose to die, you know? And so my reasoning for saying your 13 reasons why you should live and not die, um, it, it's just simple as that, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's because we know that all things work together for our good of the, for, for those who, are. Uh, love god and for those who are called according to his purpose and i know that might um people back up and be like oh that doesn't apply to me i don't even believe you know god or or you know that's just too much or too deep but it's not 
when you think about it, excuse me, when you think about it, um, it's not too deep. There's never a level of, uh, of, of Christ that we can't get into where we can't know that, that there is somebody that cares. Even though my family don't seem like they care about me, even though my mom seems like she's a little distance, my dad, I don't talk to him much. You know, I don't have, I have siblings, but I don't really, you know, I'm not really close to them. You know, I don't really have a lot of friends that I can confide in, you know, and we don't really understand that as an adult, some people, we need people sometimes, you know, we need somebody that we can call and contact where we can just pour out um, how we're feeling into them and then allow them at their times of vulnerability to pour themselves into us as well. And we need to be there for support. Support is a very big thing. And in this TV show, we show it showed that lack of support can um, cause a lot of stress and trauma. Right, so moving forward, this young man, he was the main character. He was one of the main characters. He was um, um, very pivotal in this TV show because um, he went through a lot of transitions. He went through a lot of transitions of him wanting to kill himself. He went through transitions of going crazy, um, all in within a, t a short time span of four years, four short years of high school. He endured and encountered all of this trauma in his life. And, and like I said, he had a good home life so that's not always the the key that's not always the kicker where always people like oh well what's going on at home his home life was amazing um and then you know it was just the fact that you know the things that he was enduring and encountering in school he just needed some support he needed somebody that he could really talk to and, and, and pour out himself to and pour his feelings into which he ended up we ended up finding out he did have a counselor later on in the seasons he had somebody that he was able to, you know, um, express them, himself to. Um, and sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need therapists. Sometimes we need people that we can go speak to that can encourage and uplift us at moments of vulnerability, right? And so um, Hannah didn't have that, you know. And a lot of kids, a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't know they can turn to this person. Or a lot of people don't know that they can just get on their knees and pray, you know, um, and ask God, like, look, I am going through this. I don't know how to handle it, Lord. Um, I don't know, you know, really know who you are, but I just know that, you know, a lot of people talk about you and I just need some help right now, right? A lot of people don't know that. And you can talk to God just like that, right? And so my encouragement for that, that's the first thing I will, my, my uh, first reason why you should live and not die is because prayer is always an answer. Prayer is always an answer, okay? Prayer changes things, right? So that's my first reason as to why you should live and not die, okay? So moving forward from that, we'll go ahead and to discuss the other young um, people that were in, in this TV show. So there's a young man named Justin. So Justin was the, the boy that Hannah first initially liked, right? And um, they liked each other. He was dating um, the girl, the first girl that she had started hanging with when she first got there, but the girl had moved to another state or whatever. So, another, you know, she was going to another school. She was like far. So, and then the girl's like a party girl, like I said. So she didn't care. That was like one of her bays, you know, for the moment. So she didn't care that, you know, her friend ended up dating um the young or wanted to date the young man or whatever and so um they went out she snuck out with him one day um one night um they went to like a little um playground or whatever and they was just playing around and he um she was sliding on a slide she mind you she's a virgin because of course like i said she's in um high school she just got to high school from my grade 
So she was still a virgin. And so she um, slid down the slide or whatever. And as she was sliding out her slide, she had a dress on, mind you. And her dress like kind of flew up because it was, you know, the air from the, the, the wind blew the dress up, of course, as she was sliding down the slide. She was like trying to hold it, but it still blew the dress up. And he was taking a picture of her. So he took a photo of her um, at that moment. The only thing they did in that moment was kiss. Let that story um, sink in. So as she got to school, that rumor spread around because he had the phone. He's like, yeah, I'm going to show you that, you know, he was like trying to be the man or whatever, saying that he got her draws. And he didn't even need to do that, but that's neither here nor there. End up showing the dude, like the main football player or whatever, one, you know, one of them jocks that's stupid and they just have no sense and they just like, like to be ignorant and they just, they just don't have no they just don't have no care in the world, okay, about, uh, or feelings about nothing or nobody. And so he took the phone from him and he showed everybody. He sent it as like a group mass text to the whole entire school as if she was some type of like hoe or something. And that's where that first rumor came, came in at, right? So this young man, Justin, felt so bad. He felt bad about it, okay? He felt bad that that's what happened. In that moment, he didn't. Um, when, you know, it made him feel like he was being somebody or he was being boasted by his friends. So in that moment, he didn't care. And then eventually, as he saw how it affected her, and then he I, eventually, when she killed herself, he realized that, dang, you know, I was a, a, a potential person that hurt her and caused her to, you know, eventually end her life. And so he went through these things. He was his home life. He was a football player, right? He was a really good football player, but his home life was jacked up. That's why I say we can't judge a book by a book by its cover. He looked in person. He had everything. You know, he was good. You know, he lived a good life. You know, he was football players. Everybody loved him. Um, he dressed nice. All the girls. He had you know plenty of girls and all of this stuff or whatever the case may be. It looked good in person, but his home life was a wreck. His mom was a crackhead. Um, she was dating a drug dealer, and um, he she dated many drug dealers in his life that to the point where um one of uh, when he was a child one of the drug dealers was molesting him as a child a man was molesting him and making him do things as a child that a young boy shouldn't be doing to no grown man first off and so that's one of the things that we have to realize that and his story um actually set a lot of um um background for um all of them really um, cause it, it, um, his life, you know, eventually ended, um, in the story. Okay. And I'll tell you why. So as, as we move on, he was doing, you know, he ended up, he ended up himself. He got put out of his mom's house. He stole money from the boyfriend so he could survive. And he ended up leaving school for a few months, um, and ended up going, um, being on the street. He was homeless and ended up being homeless and ended up getting on drugs. He was always doing drugs anyway, but not, he was like smoking weed, but he wasn't doing like heavy drugs. So, um, when he got on the street, he started doing like heavier drugs or whatever, just to get by or whatever. And so, um, once he started getting doing the heavier drugs, he ended up, um, you know, sleeping with men for money because that's what he knew to do, you know, and that's what he knew his mom did. And it was just like a, you know, a generational curse is what I would say. Um, he ended up um, having that 
that thing that he did, he ended up sleeping with men on the street for money in order to pay for his high, right? So um, the young boy that I was just telling you about before this man, he ended up finding him, going to get him off the street, him and another young man, going to get him off the street, cleaning him up, and, you know, telling him, like, you know, they end up hiding him in his house, get him detox like a natural detox or whatever and clean his system out and had him cleaned out and they end up going taking it to his parents that um you know this young man was homeless and his his mom put him out and he needs somewhere to stay and so um with that being said they the parents accepted him they end up having the two boys moved into the garage, made it a nice little room for them. It was like really big. They had two beds. They had like a little kitchen area, bathroom, you know, their own little private space. And they did a really good job with um, showing him love that he was lacking at home. He was getting that family life now that he always needed, right? But who knows that when you're in uh, such, you've been in such stuck in a situation for so long that your mindset starts to just uh, be stuck in that same mindset as well. You don't realize that, hey, now I'm in a better position that even though, you know, the things that happened to me in my past happened, now I'm in a better position that I need to take this opportunity to make better of myself because now I'm in a better position. I have no excuse, right? Who knows that that doesn't always happen? Who knows that sometimes we get stuck, so stuck in our situation, so stuck in our mindset, like, dang, you know, this is going on. Um, you know, what do I do? What do I do? You know, and it's like... You know, we know that we're in this good good situation, but we kind of like, uh, um, I'm still hung up on what happened to me in my past, right? We still live in the past sometimes, you know, and that past is is what it is. It's in the past. It's not to to um, determine how our future is going to end. But that didn't happen for him in this case. And this in in his instance, he ended up going through the rest of high school. They ended up bringing him back, cleaning him up. He ended up still getting high, right? He went through detox. He went even went as far as going through a detox program in order for him to finish high school. He had to go through this like detox program and all of this other stuff. And um, end up, you know, his life was ended by, you know, he ended up um, sick, you know, and it wasn't sick because he didn't overdose. He was sick because during those times he was out getting high and sleeping with men for money, he ended up catching HIV. And as he kept getting high, it progressed into AIDS. So by the time um, they had a prom, so by the time 12, he made it to 12th grade, he made it to prom. And the sad thing about it is he made it to prom but didn't get to make it to graduation because he died right before graduation. That's the craziest thing about it. He died from AIDS before graduation he got sick during prom that's where he went into the hospital and he was in the hospital for the last month of school um before graduation and ended up dying before graduation that's crazy right the story is deep um and so much other things happen there's killings um uh, the boy that raped the girls uh, he was comes to find out he was raping multiple girls in the school and like taking pictures about it and you know, and it was just a lot of underlying things going on that people, the school, like, heard about, but it was, like, brushing it under the rug, like, oh, you know, because it was a prestigious type of high school, right? Um, and so, um, you know, it they started to bring, try to bring awareness to it, so they end up having, like, a whole lot of rioting, and have riots in school, and, you know, it was just a lot that happened, right? Um... 
with uh I, I can't even go through it. it it's a lot because i'm already at about 30 minutes and i'm not about to try to carry on but i just want to go ahead and, and just let y'all know that um no matter what you're going through right um no matter what you what no matter what it seems that it, it may not get better right you can have a home life that are, is in shambles right in shambles right and, and you don't, you're looking around like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to, you know what you really want to do in life. Like, you know, like, I just want to get through school so I can do this. You know, like, this is what I really want to do. Your dreams and your aspirations don't come to you by chance. There's always a purpose, right? There's always a reason. So don't, like, hold off. If you ever get to that point where you're like, well, this, my life look crazy. Like, you know, I don't see no way out. I don't have no help. My, my both my parents are gone or whatever the case i'm living with my grandma and my grandma you know is kind of old so she can't really like really look after me like that so and she's kind of struggling we need food and you know stuff like that even though it seems hard it seems bad right there's always a way out of that there's always a way that you can you know reach out like if you're in school like reach out to some counselors let the counselors know hey um is there any resources that we can have you know and, and some people be scared to talk to people about their personal life because it's their personal life they are embarrassed i get it you know but shame you know what do you rather be living shame or do you rather let your circumstances determine your outcome for your future no if it if my all uh, my future can possibly be uh changed or altered by just me saying something to somebody letting somebody know what's going on at home you know then if it's going to help me more then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold back i'm gonna ask somebody i'm gonna tell somebody what's going on talk to people right so that's my second reason why you should live and not die there is always a, a resource god always makes a way in the wilderness right there's always a resource somewhere that you may not think about i'm gonna give you a testimony on that right so um uh years ago when my my child was my son was little um he was seven months seven months old um i had went back and got him because he had um no he was nine months excuse me i had took sent him to my mom at seven months because i was you know going through some things i wasn't good i had a whole child and i was not living good right homeless okay literally and then um uh so i sent him to my mom seven months at seven months and then um i was like at nine months i was like a little bit better i had like a place to stay but it wasn't like a steady place to stay but i was like oh you know since i'm here um you think i can go get my son and the person that i was staying with was like yeah you can go get your son bring him here he'll be fine all this stuff right um end up going to um the family member's house they end up saying they was going out of town right I didn't even realize any of this. Mind you, I had no money. I had no job or anything. I had just went back, picked my son up um, from my mom's house. She was living in Florida. I was in Virginia. Picking him up and bringing him back where I was at in um, Virginia. And boom. Goes to the family member's house. And they're going out of town and leaving me there or whatever. I had to, matter of fact, I couldn't even stay at the, the, the house. I had to get out while they were going out of town, right? And so when they went out of town, I had to get out. My son didn't have no diapers. I didn't have no money. So he had on the same diaper that he had on when I had went there. I didn't have no, like I said, I didn't have no money. I didn't have no job. I didn't, I was mad young, you know, didn't know. And so I had all his stuff. Because like I said, I had just went back and got him. And I was sitting on the corner. Like I was literally sitting on the street 
sitting on the sidewalk, like nowhere to go. I didn't have no money. I had no phone. I didn't have nothing, right? And so by the grace of God, it was like a couple that had um, like rode through the neighborhood. I don't know what they was riding through that neighborhood for, um, but they just saw me on the sidewalk and they stopped and it was like, hey, do you need help? Mind you, I had my son in his car seat um, sitting on the curb and with all my stuff sitting around us and they like, hey, do you need some help? And so I just bust out crying and I was like, I don't have nowhere to go. And so they was like, oh, and it was a couple, like I said, it was a man and his wife. And they came, they was like, oh, you know, oh my gosh. So they grabbed me, they was like, you have no family? I was like, no, I don't have no money, I don't have no phone, I don't have nobody to call or nothing, right? And so um, they got me, they put me in the car, they got all my stuff, put it in their car, put it in the trunk. And they said, we're gonna get you a hotel room. And so got me a hotel room or whatever the case. And it was like, well, they gave me some resources to go stay in like a women's shelter or whatever. And so um, I was able to go to a women's shelter from the um, the hotel because I didn't have nowhere to go and I had a child. So um, yeah, I didn't know that though. And it was it wasn't like a, a like a bad shelter like one of the ones that you can see in, in the street. It was like a nice shelter. It was clean, like you know, I don't like dirty stuff. So it was clean, you know. And so I was, but but that was about that was God's grace over my life, His favor, right? Because like I said, there's always a way. He makes a way in the wilderness. That's that was my point for Santa and giving out that testimony because you always have to understand that there is a way. I didn't see the way, right? I didn't know that this couple was gonna ride up. I didn't know they was gonna pay for me a hotel room. Nor did it. I know that it was gonna inform me that I can contact a shelter, right? So I had nothing to hold on to i had no 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 nothing to like give me no like encouragement i had nothing right i just had my child sitting on the corner and the curb with me while i just sat in, in my thoughts right at any given moment somebody could have went crazy at that moment at any given moment somebody could have just gave up and walked away at that any given moment you know it could have went left right but i chose to 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 stick it out i chose to endure that pain for those moments until god made a way right and he saw that I made choices, the right choices in my heart because he doesn't see man for their, their outward appearance. He sees man for the heart, right? And so he saw my heart and he knew that um, in that moment, that if he made that way for me, that that I would, you know, it, I would be at a level or at a place where I can tell more people about him, right? Because that's what he does, right? And so that was my point for saying that there's always, so your second thing is there's always a resource. God always makes a way in the wilderness. That's the second reason why you should live and not die, right? And so um, moving forward, you know, um, just encouraging people, you know, um, just uplifting people, you know, uh, being unselfish, right? An unselfish act will always um, propel you to a next level, right? Because if you're thinking and you're being unselfish with things that you do and things that you have, um, things that you, you know, like you can share and, and if you share and, and you give give freely give uncaringly un, un you know um not thinking about having things in return then you'll understand that um those things will return to you tenfold because think about um you know uh somebody that doesn't have as much as you have and you give to them and then you get something back in return that was way greater than what you just gave away right 
Um, I have another testimony. I mean, I think I told this one before about the, the homeless man and um, when I was in Florida and it was three of them. I, I, I did tell y'all about this. And, you know, but that just goes to show me that, you know, with, you know, when I gave that man that money and I didn't even realize it and I just let it go and then I end up losing my job, but end up getting a better job uh, two months later and being able to pay my car off within the, the four months after I lost my job, right? That's favor and that's just living in a, uh, having an unselfish love for, for people, right? So that's another reason why you should live and not die because um, your third reason is why it's because you should not be so selfish and caught up in yourself and not realizing that this world has people that have more worse things going on than you do, right? Or even if somebody doesn't have worse things, there's always, you know, a reason why you should still love and, and give unselfishly because give and it shall be given unto you, right? Press down. So that just means that if I continue to give things that you know, um, unselfishly, like if I give something to somebody, if I, I don't, I don't, I should not be expecting something back from them. I should give to them and, and understand that even though I don't have much that, you know, me giving this to you is showing my heart that I, I, I'm an unselfish person, that I don't care that if I gave this to you and I don't have nothing, or if I gave this to you, I'm barely, um, you know, I have crumbs, right? And so, um, we just have to understand that, that, um, in those times, you know, it might be hard. It might look crazy. It might seem just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to give up. I just want to just leave this alone. You know, this world is just too much, you know, and it could be at times, but just realize and recognize that love unselfishly, um, will, and, and give un unselfishly, it will always return to you tenfold. Um, there might be a time where you don't have nothing. You sitting around and you like, oh, I don't have no food. I can't feed my child. Right. And then somebody comes along and be like, well, you know, I have, um, you know, these, you know, food, I have these gift cards, you know, I'm trying to give away somebody, you know, just gave me these gift cards and I was like, I don't have no use for them, you know, give them away. Right. And it could happen like that. You know, if you just believe that it could happen like that. Right. Um, that, you know, I've given this and I don't have much of nothing to, to go off of now. Now I'm in a moment where I need, I'm in need and I need somebody to help me. And then boom, somebody comes along with some gift cards. Like, Hey, I'm trying to give away these gift cards, you know, and it happens like that. So you have to keep those in mind. Like just be faithful, you know, and understanding that, um, faith comes by, you know, hearing and hearing from the word of God and hearing, you know, um, that, we can trust in him always, you know, it's like, okay, so in these moments where I feel like I want to die, there's a moment where I can say, well, you know, God bless me. You know, he, he really came through in a moment that I really needed him. Right. And it might be times that we don't even recognize, right? A lot of times we don't recognize where, um, God has actually, um, had held, held us, um, in a, and, uh, he's given us things and he's provided for us and we don't even recognize it. Right. It's been plenty of times where, you know, you can say that, oh, uh, you know, I just, I was, I remember I was at my very lowest and it's just somehow, you know, and you're just so cocky and, and so confident in, in what you believe that you did on your own. You don't even reverence the fact that it wasn't you. It was God's making provision for you at that moment. Right? Like, that's crazy. I don't see how you don't. Okay. You did that. It just magically appeared.
because they, the, the universe knew that you needed it. Okay, okay, we'll let you have that. Okay, so, but anyhow, you know, and that's just my, my, my thing though, is what you gotta understand, like, I, I, I have really come to realize in my, in my years that, that, you know, the provision of God is amazing, okay, no matter what, right, the, it, no matter what, you can say what you want, his provision, it's the provision for me, okay, so, and that's just what I, um, that I do understand, I do mean that, um, you're, that's another reason why you should live and not die, because we know that God provides, he is I, Jehovah Jireh, he is our provider, right, and, and he provides everything that we need, okay, everything that we need, he knows what we need, and so, if we just like, Lord, you know, you know what I have, like, I, it's plenty of times I pray, and I'm like, Lord, you know, and I still do it to this day, Lord, you know how much I have, you know, like, you know, like, well, you know, when cars break, I had cars break down on me, you know, and stuff like that, and have no money to really get it fixed and stuff like that, or whatever the case may be, or if I had money at the time, or if when it did break down at certain point points, um, and it's like I had money to actually do maneuver a little bit to get things shaking a little bit where I can get it fixed, or whatever the case may be, it was by his grace, literally, okay, because it, if it was on my own strength, I would have broke, because I would have, you know, it, it would have just been just like that, okay, but, um, I know that God is my Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. So at times of need, he's going to provide, right? Um, and, and so I know that that's a reason why I should live and not die because I know that God is my Jehovah Jireh, right? And, and, and some people are like, well, why are you always, you know, why are you, you know, continually referencing, um, God for this? And it's because that's the only way that you're going to live and not die, really, um, is through, you know, knowing who Christ is, Jesus Christ is, because, um, if you don't, you're going to continually be in self-doubt, self-hate, you know, um, you're going to have these issues where the world overtakes, uh, overtakes how you feel about yourself, right? And they're going to give you a perception about how they feel about you to make you feel like that's how you should be or how you are, instead of you re realizing that who you are and whose you are, okay, what they say about me is not what I accept, and so a lot of times we don't get that. So we get to a point where we accept what other people say about us. And then we realize that it tears us down and brings us to a level of self-hate or whatever. Um, and, and, and that doesn't help us. That, that kills us like internally, right? Even though we didn't physically die, we killed our, 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 our um, emotion, our self-esteem. We killed, you know, our love, our joy, you know, that that's, a reason why I always reference and I'm referencing God because you have to understand that's a reason why you should live. So I just realized that my, my video is about this almost 57 minutes long. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it down right here. I'm just going to make a second part to this because there's so much more um, that I need to explain. I need to finish my 13 reasons. But, you know, we're only down to, what, four? It's about four, right? four or five by now. So, yeah, we're going to have to continue this in our next um um, episode okay so I just wanted to share that with you guys share you know the things that I've been through the things that I experienced because it, it's not going to do nothing but help you I'm here to to um, encourage you uplift you you know I'm here to be your shoulder to cry on if you need some help um, if you ever feel that you know you, you just can't take it anymore you ever feel that you can't like you're going through a, a point in life where you just want to give up you know just contact me I am definitely available 
Um, you can contact me here on my podcast. Um, of course, Chi Chi Chat, you can send me a voice note. Um, we can chat, we can call, you can call me, we can talk about it, we can talk, you can cry with me, you know, and I'll pray with you, um, I'll, I'll, you know, uplift you however I can, um, you know, I'll give you some encouraging words, like whatever it is that you're needing, whatever it is that you want to talk about, you know, whatever it is that you feel that, you know, like where you feel like dying at that moment, if you feel like giving up at that moment, please, please, please feel free to contact me, reach out to me. I am available. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to encourage and love on you um, however I can. So if you if you ever get to a point, like I said, I, I'm, I'm encouraging it, I'm expressing it, I am stressing it at this point, please, please, please feel free to contact me. Um, um, and yeah, so that's all I have for you guys tonight. Like I said, we'll continue this conversation on another episode, uh, part two. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the part two next week, but I definitely will keep you updated on that. This is definitely a special edition. Wednesdays have been kind of a crunch for me. I don't know why it has not um, been. I haven't, you know, like I said, I've been trying to iron some things out for this, this, um, uh, podcast um and see what i want to talk about the things that i want to discuss the things i wanted to um you know do going moving forward so i don't know um so just keep me informed keep me updated i would definitely do the same for you guys tonight's episode 13 reasons why you should live and not die part one all right thank you guys for tuning in i love you guys um and See you next time. Let's talk about it.